0: Conduct. I'm McLean Baxley here with Cole Ferguson that's me and Connor Bueller.
1: good evening guys
0: and today is a special episode and don't cry when we tell you but it is our last episode um, it's been a great ride so far but don't let that distract you from the fact that the city of Cleveland was involved with a yet another blown lead Connor you want to talk about this enlighten the um, viewers about what we're, what we're talking about
1: Yeah, the arguably second saddest thing that we'll be talking about in today's episode is the fact (laughs) that the city of Cleveland, after LeBron took us to the mountaintops, just can't find any joy. The Indians had a 2-0 series lead against the Yankees. We're heading into uh, New York, had a lineup of good pitchers that all done well on the road. Everything was looking up. Our batters had been there for those first two games. We were feeling good. Friday's game in Cleveland was arguably one of the funnest games ever to watch with the whole Francisco Lindor Grand Slam to get it tied back up, the walk-off. Everything looked good, and then the Yankees kept on winning somehow. Somehow the Yankees won the series, and Cleveland sports officially is back to sucking.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. Nothing brings me more joy than watching Connor's teams fail. Nothing brings me more joy.
0: I think it's I think it's funny that, or maybe an irony, because I remember Connor at the beginning of the baseball season, you posted a picture at Tampa Bay where you said everybody hates the Yankees or whatever, and then now the Yankees are the team that beat you and kicked you out of the playoffs. It's just very fitting, and very I, fitting. Hate, I, I hated that it's the Yankees that did this to you, but I'm just glad Cleveland is back to being bad. The, the Browns are 0-6 now. Um, Cleveland hasn't won a game. In a while, even Cavs haven't won a long game in a while, and yeah. the Indians, <laughs> the true. Indians, the Indians, who like two months ago had one of the best winning streaks in baseball history, now have a three-game losing streak. So they're actually on a worse—they're on a higher losing streak than the Atlanta Braves are right now. So it's um, a little stat there you for go. you, a little stat, so, stats guy. Yeah, metric <laughs> for you. We're so far, now in
2: the championship series. Yeah. Of uh, MLB. We've got so Connor, Astros, got Yankees. So go ahead. go ahead.
0: we got Astros, Yankees, and who else,
2: Connor? Cole. Uh, we've got the Dodgers and the Cubs. And that's kind of a one-sided affair, I think, so far for me.
1: And for everybody else, too. Yeah, yeah I think Con- both of them are pretty self-explanatory on who's going to win them. But it is sad to say the fact that the one pick that I thought – you know, every single season, you'll see this again later on in this episode, I tend to throw out a pick, usually an Ohio team, usually start saying that pick from the beginning of the season to the conclusion of it no matter what. And I was feeling this one time, that preseason I said Francisco Lindor is going to be playoff MVP. I said the Indians were going to win the league. I was really feeling it. Indians were looking good. Indians had the 22-win uh, streak. I was thinking, oh, man, I can finally show McLean that I actually know what I'm talking about.
0: Well, nope. you don't.
1: And the Indians choked. The Indians <laughs> choked.
0: on you. <laughs> Yo, Francisco Lindor is still one of the most fun players in the league right now, though. He is a joy to watch. Um, similar in the way to, like, an Adrian Beltran in years past, mm-hmm. he just kind of has fun with the game, I feel like. And he's, he's pretty decent, um, except in playoffs and games that matter, um, which Cleveland. That's how matter. I feel about
2: Jose Altuve, too. I love watching Jose Altuve play.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, like the whole, he's good all around.
1: He's yeah, so the good. Astros as a whole all yeah. just look like they love the game of baseball. And that is just so refreshing to see in a world where people like Bryce Harper are constantly being like, oh, baseball's not fun anymore. But baseball is fun. Baseball's always fun. The
2: four I and a half that, hour games are not fun, though.
0: I can't. I think true. for the Astros, oh, I think for the Astros, fun, it's kind of. Um, because they they're not supposed to be there. Like, the Indians were there yeah. last year, and they've been there for a while, but the Astros, like, they're not supposed to be good. Um, no, and now they've been garbage for lots of years past. Yeah, and now they're, you know, all season they've been up there towards the top, and now they're probably going to make it to the World Series and probably going to win the World Series. Um, no spoiler alerts here, but, uh, yeah, they, they've been very good to watch. And I love that they're, they're, they're sweeping the Yankees in two games in, and, Hopefully that continues. But uh,
2: I'm notoriously not a baseball guy, but I will never let it live down or let you guys live down the fact that I called this World Series months prior. You did. Astros-Dodgers. But, uh,
1: but also, anyone who wasn't partial to a team could look at, oh, the Astros are number one. Oh, the Dodgers are also number yeah, one. Yeah, but
2: baseball is number one. You never know. You never know. Also, I know... Very little about baseball. Just putting it out there.
0: He also said that preseason, you know, when when everyone was zero and zero. So that's right. That's right. I'll give, I'll
1: give you that one, Cole. I'll give now you. Now, like two
0: hundred games later, it's it's coming to fruition. Jokes on you. Big baseball guy, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the truth comes out now.
0: So while Connor's team failed this past week, my team's also failed with Clemson losing their first game of the season. First game in eleven games, actually. So, that sucks. Yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> um, well, this game, it was Friday night, Friday the 13th, and every game I, every game of the season I've sat down, because I'm a diehard fan, you know, I sit down and I watch it, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a college game day was there with Virginia Tech or if it was just Wake Forest last week. But this game, I was like, you know, Syracuse, it's Friday night, I'm going to hang out with some of my friends and just not care about it because it's going to be an easy win. And boy did freaking, you know, what's his name, Ducci? It's like Dungy. Dungy. Dungey. Dungey. <laughs> Dungey. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, hey, McLean, watch this game. So I watched the fourth quarter, and I wish I hadn't because it just put me in a bad mood the rest of the weekend, really. Um, mm-hmm. Your quarterback's out too? Got injured yeah. on that one. Yeah, and what's weird for me, and Dabo Sweeney is still one of my favorite people in sports ever, and I think a lot of people can test that he's you know, one of the best coaches in the, in the league right now, and maybe of all time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm not certain to why we're playing that one backup guy that kept playing and it's like McCook or something and not playing Hunter Johnson, who was a previous uh, five-star quarterback who really I think on like half of the FBS teams he'd be a starter, and now he's he's listed as a third string. And I like him better than the actual backup, but I don't know. Dabo, he seems to have more experience coaching than I do, so maybe he knows something (laughs) I don't. (laughs) <laughs> but, I, I just don't like that move. But, yeah, it does stink to see Clemson lose. But, AP polls released Sunday, and Clemson only dropped to seven. So, as long as we win out, we're good, and we will win out. So, yeah. go Tigers.
2: <laughs> um, More interesting stuff happened. Connor, how did uh, Ohio State do this week? Played Nebraska.
1: Yeah, the Ohio State – Buckeyes actually look like a real football team around midseason for the first time in a good bit. It's actually fun to watch JT Barrett throw the ball. You know, as an Ohio State fan for the past couple of years, we've seen JT Barrett go off and on with his throwing ability. He looked like a god his freshman year, was second in stats only to Marcus Mariota, finished in the top five of Heisman voting that year. Sophomore year sort of was back and forth with Cardale where neither of them wanted to throw the ball to a receiver that was open and both were basically out competing each other for the second string job and then junior year just sort of underwhelming you know the whole collapse against Clemson that whole thing but this year I mean McLean will probably remember remind us twice three times for the rest of this episode but Ohio State finally looks like they can throw the ball and I'll mention this when we talk Heisman but JT Barrett best quarterback in the country
0: wow Hmm. Mm. It's high praise. Cole, you're not a huge college football guy, but your team did have a huge test. He's a Georgia Tech guy against yep. the undefeated Miami. This game was postponed and now they finally played it Saturday and I'm not a Jackets guy, but I am a you know, I I do usually cheer for the underdogs. And I really thought they had it, but they Me didn't. Me too,
2: man. Me too. It's tough. That's the second game this season where we've played a, a big opponent, Tennessee, the first game, um, and we've come so close. We had this one, too. Poor clock management towards the end cost us this one. Um, they had so much time left on the clock when they got the ball. Final possession came down, kicked a field goal, won it by one point, 25-24. Just a series of unfortunate events for Georgia Tech. Just Two games that were so close that could have made so much of a difference in their whole season. They had beat Tennessee first game of the season. They beat Miami this time. Who knows? Uh, they would got to be top twenty or top fifteen at least, right?
0: Yeah, I mean the last they, they lost forty-two to forty-one to um, Tennessee and Atlanta uh, opening season. So that was before point. they sucked, though. That and was before Tennessee. They sucked. lost the last night or uh, Saturday night by one point. So they've only lost by two points combined, um, which is unfortunate. They play Wake this week, which should be a win for the Jackets, and then they travel to Clemson, and that'll be it, right after because Clemson, Clemson has a bye week this week, mm-hmm. so Clemson's gonna be watching option for two weeks straight after they lose their first game in eleven games. So I, I feel bad for Georgia Tech that week. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully I'm right, but yeah, um, they've got them, and then they got UVA and then Virginia Tech, which will be a that'll be a big game for the Jackets. Um, it's at yep. it's in Atlanta.
2: We oh, could win that man. one, too, I feel.
0: Virginia Tech's that good, more, though. That's
2: more plausible than beating Clemson off a definitely, bye week, though. Definitely.
0: And then you got Duke, and then the big game, good old-fashioned hate as the number three, now 7-0 and o, Georgia Bulldogs come to Atlanta to face the Jackets.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just going to be a bloodbath. There's no two ways around that. That's just going to be murder. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, <laughs> that's I mean, going to be I know we take talk about it's become a narrative really, um, but about how much we hate it. But it does like really it sucks how UGA is undefeated and I know. none of our teams are and um, you know Garvin Jordan and stuff. But still a long season to go. You know we're seven games seven eight weeks in.
2: They're good though is the thing. They're not just luckily winning these games in seven and zero. Oh, they're, they're good dominating. team. <laughs> they're very like, good. <laughs>
0: If you look back, their closest win was Notre Dame, and that was one point at Notre Dame, second week of the season. And, and Notre Fromm's Dame's first... one of the
2: better teams of the of the league right now.
0: Yeah, and Jake Fromm—that was his first career start as a freshman. So that's—I don't know—it <laughs> just is it's, it's awful.
1: Um, <laughs> we've talked, football. we've talked about like the games over the past couple of weeks and like the big storylines, but let's just get down to it. Cole McLean, Heisman favorites midway point throughout the season, who do you got? I'm still sticking team. with
0: Baker, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's done nothing wrong. Um, even in their loss a few weeks ago to Ohio to Iowa State, he still had like 350 yards, four touchdowns total. So he's doing – and he can't play defense. You know, he, he keeps scoring and no interceptions in that game. So he's still my favorite. And, yeah, you've got Saquon Barkley and, you know, Bryce Love out at Stanford – but I do think these guys are. You can take these guys away, and I think they still have success. Stanford, I think, is they, they broke top twenty-five this week. Yeah, they're twenty-two, and um, they're a decent team. But in a weaker conference, as we as have we, seen in the Pac-12, and then you got Saquon Barkley, who you take him away, and they were still able to win against Northwestern a few weeks ago. So, whereas Baker Mayfield, he's the quarterback. He's been there. This is you know this, he was two-time Heisman finalist. So I think this year is the year that he definitely breaks through, and Oklahoma has a great season the rest of the way. Because even even in their losses, he lost, he he still showed out. He showed out every game.
2: Hmm. I think uh, Baker Mayfield is a favorite for me. I think I just love Baker Mayfield. I think he's very good and really fun to watch. He's the new Johnny Football. So Con Barkley is very good though. He's very very good, and I think that he's got to be the favorite right now. I think we'll we'll know. Um, they're playing Michigan next week, and Michigan defense will be a test for Saquon Barkley, and I think that'll kind of make or break his uh, legitimacy in this Heisman race. My heart's saying Baker Mayfield, my head's saying Saquon Barkley, though. Connor.
1: Well, I'm gonna begin by going after both of your points really quick, just because that helps me further make my point. Okay, classic. Saquon Barkley in the last earned games against both. Iowa and against Northwestern. He was barely able to make it over a hundred yards. And both of those actually didn't break a hundred yards. And that shows you if you can't break a hundred yards against a team like Northwestern, which is like typically a bottom tier Big Ten team, then are you capable of being a Heisman candidate? And then right there that knocks Saquon Barkley off my radar. Baker Mayfield, I've seen him live, I've seen him destroy defenses, just hopping around, Johnny (laughs) Football-esque. But the fact is, if you compare him and JT Barrett head-to-head, yes, I understand that in the head-to-head matchup, Baker Mayfield did get the win. But right now, Baker Mayfield has 17 touchdowns and one interception, whereas JT Barrett has 21 touchdowns and one interception.
0: Against lesser opponents, though.
1: I disagree. My point is, Ah. is (laughs) I think Ah. that JT... (laughs) JT has a little less of a completion percentage, but I'm thinking of the rest of the way on. I think if JT is able to keep up these numbers and keep up his completion percentage on this rate that he's going at, such an increasing rate in his quarterback ability, I think that if he's able to beat Penn State and beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, I think he gets the Heisman solely because if you look at it, Ryan Day came on this year with Kevin Wilson. He was a whole new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach. And I think that JT is finally realizing how he's supposed to play quarterback. For the mm-hmm. last two years, we had Warner and Tim Beck, who both were able to just sort of tell JT to play the same way that he played with when Tom Herman was the coach, but he hadn't had Tom Herman as the coach. And so I think that we are finally seeing JT and how he's like with a good offensive coordinator, which he hasn't had since his freshman year. And I think JT can come out and win the Heisman. This also,
2: season. you realize JT has – Like, no Heisman hype whatsoever. Exactly, and I love it. You're pretty
1: much the only one
2: talking about him. Okay, but that doesn't mean, like, you can believe that all you want, Connor, that, like, JT Barrett should be the Heisman winner. But he would have to go from, like, last to first
1: as far as that goes. Nobody's talking about him. If you win games, people remember you.
2: Yeah, but you can't go from not even being talked about to... Beating these people that are already have you know steam in the
1: Heisman race right now, but he it's not like he hasn't been talked about at all, Cole. He JT hasn't, Bear has hasn't been, no, been talked about,
2: nobody's been putting him in consideration for
1: Heisman. But in the Vegas Except for odds, you. Except JT for you. has been in the odds all season long. Right now, he's how many people, though? 30 to 1 how odds. People?
2: How many people? Just, are in those, it's in a fact
1: that. of the 50, JT's sitting at 14th.
2: Okay, you go look at the ESPN experts poll. He's not even top twenty.
1: Top twenty. JT's twelfth right now, actually, in the ESPN Heisman Trophy odds. Regardless. That was as of September eighteenth. That's not even. That's, that's a month. That's the- that's a month ago. I was going to say. Yes, I know, that's but that's not, not even true. including the fact that he's had good games since then.
2: I'm looking at the recent one. Not up there at all. He's got
0: no steam. He's got no hype. Where Baker Mayfield, he's gonna have to go against Texas Tech, who's good at Oklahoma State, versus TCU, who's still undefeated right now, and then again against West Virginia, who we saw this past week has one of the better offense or one of the better defenses in the Big 12, and then again in the Big 12 championship Yeah, but that's game. not
1: saying anything. We all know the Big 12 does not have defenses. So if you're gonna sit here and argue with me that West Virginia has a top defense in the league just because Are they're you gonna in the argue Big 12. with me that
0: Nebraska and Rutgers have a good defense.
1: I'm going to argue with you that Nebraska has a better defense than a Big 12 defense. Wrong. We all know that Big 12 teams, I can put up 55 and be Baylor and still be one of the worst teams in the NCAA college football, but not be one of the best teams in the NCAA. I think you're wrong. All right. I respect that. We'll see you in December. I Maybe mean, we'll literally, come literally, back. I mean, I will on, bet
2: you $100 far. right now JT Barrett does not win the Heisman. Deal. On air, $100.
0: You've only played – Ohio State has only played one valid team. And they lost. And they Silence. lost that
1: game. Silence. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. But they will come back. And I'm so saying it's if. It's a big if. If JT is able to come out strong in the next two months and play the way that he did this weekend, JT wins the Heisman. Fact, no other argument.
0: But he's only – he's having a 66% completion cool. rating against Indiana at – at Indiana, against Army, UNLV, Rutgers, Maryland, and Nebraska, like that's not something to be proud of. He's not going against, and I get that it's your conference. You can't, you can't do anything about that. But you shouldn't be rewarded um, in the national com- you know, the national ratings when you're playing inferior opponents. You also have to yeah. hope that Saquon Barkley,
2: Bryce Love, Baker Mayfield, Luke Falk, Rashad Penny, Lamar Jackson, all Lamar have terrible games. I uh, He's, He's still up there, though.
1: Nah. Lamar Jackson does not win the husband. Dead. Cool. JT Bear does not win the I'll, I'll return it. Fact. Cool. Cool. $25. I'm not willing to pull out 100 because I'm not as ballsy I'm as willing. you are.
0: Three figures.
1: Yeah. See, I can't do that type of stuff because I don't trust odds. I don't trust college football. JT Bear could trust break his instinct. arm. You trust JT Bear instinct, could color. break his arm next week and then right there you don't have to. Do you, to, you trust no. your quarterback? I trust my quarterback with my life, but I also think Dwayne Haskins could win a national championship right now with the receivers and the line Ohio State has. But what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, Saquon Barkley wins the Heisman, $25. Once a year for the next four years, just to remind you that we had this show, and I will be able to just keep on reminding you that you were right and I was wrong.
2: If Saquon Barkley wins? Correct. What about if JT Barrett doesn't win? Are you willing to place a bet on those odds? No,
0: no. You definitely just, you were buying You said deal.
2: I, we'll run it back. You said $100
0: deal. You said that.
1: Yes. For if JT wins, you're paying me $100. But if I doesn't will. Win, I'm willing to happens.
0: put that on the line. If, if JT Bear does not win the Heisman, what do you, you have to do? You can finance man? it. You can
2: finance your, your, your paying out the house, you know what I'm saying? You can give me $25 right. a year for four
1: years. All right, deal. Deal.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. All right. right. here first on
2: oh, Sports My Conduct. <laughs> You'll hear nothing about it again,
0: maybe. So, Not those are your Heisman odds. Now, Connor, don't, you can't really expect Ohio State to win the national championship, are you? I, I think hear, a team
1: from the Big Ten wins the national championship. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I want to hear y'all's high, national championship. Because it's boring just to say the same four teams that are going to be in the final four. But who do y'all have as your national championship game now?
2: Um you go first. Thinking about it.
1: Here, I'll snake draft it. We went I went last in the Heisman one, I'll go first in this one.
0: Nice.
1: I think a Big Ten team wins the national championship this year. Which team? I think whoever whoever wins the Penn State Ohio State game wins the national championship game. Over both of them have what it takes. I think Penn State or Ohio State will beat Wisconsin, so I think that whoever wins that game wins the Big Ten and goes on to win the national championship. I think both Ohio State and Penn State have what it takes that whoever's able to beat the other team will have what it takes in the playoffs. Saquon Barkley will be the key factor for Penn State, obviously. JT, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber will be the key factor for Ohio State if they do make it.
2: Okay. I still think... I don't know. I hate to be that guy, but Alabama, probably. I think it's hard. They haven't played a lot of people. They don't have the quite the track record that some of these other teams have. Uh, can I put a slash? I'll put two teams. I'll put the winner of the SEC, so probably Alabama or Georgia. And then, uh, I don't know, I think Penn State probably. I think that's a good call.
1: Interesting.
2: Or Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma.
1: Three teams. It's ridiculous.
0: It's like the 80s out here. That's four. Four teams.
2: Either <laughs> Alabama God. or Georgia or <laughs> Penn State or Oklahoma.
1: Very confident. Oh, so maybe, all right, so let's just go like, oh, let me pick four teams out of the top ten. One of these teams probably wins the national championship. <laughs> if you had to yep. choose one, go. Three of those teams
0: are actually the ones with to the highest win?
2: odds. <laughs> to win the national championship?
1: Yeah, you have to choose one. Just go. We understand your bases for all four. Just go. Okay. Uh, Alabama. Safe bet. All right. McLean go.
0: I'm going with either Oklahoma or Clemson. And I know I know that's I know that's you know stupid of me because Clemson right now, this season ended right now, Clemson wouldn't even be in the top six. But Clemson is a complete team, even though this past week their defense was terrible. And Oklahoma's
2: defense was garbage.
0: What? Their defense was garbage. Which was affirming terrible what you're against saying. Bad yeah. team. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Alabama hasn't played anybody. And if you'll remember, this is a younger Alabama team. They lost a lot of guys. They still have, um, you know, Scarborough and Hurts. Uh, but you look at their resume, and they haven't played a single team. Like, Florida State, that doesn't that one doesn't matter anymore. Fresno State, Colorado State, those are, you know, whatever. And then Vanderbilt was just a joke. Ole Miss is a joke. Texas a is the is a solid win. And then Arkansas is a joke. So they haven't played anyone, you know, worth talking about. Their only game they're going to play is at Auburn in the Iron Bowl and then against Georgia in the SEC Championship. So, obviously, Alabama is dominating these teams. I mean, they're winning by 47 points, you know, average point differential win by. But I'm not buying Alabama this year. Um, I, I, I like, you know, either Ohio State, Wisconsin, or Penn State out of the Big Ten to compete. But I think we saw it last year where the Big Ten – when you have those teams that are all beating each other up, as we've seen, they come in and they're just playing Big Ten schools and they come in against an ACC or a Big 12 or an SEC school and it's a totally different game. And so I think whether it's Penn State, Wisconsin, or Ohio State, I think either none of those teams make the championship Um, just because their schedules don't lean that way. The one game that one of these three teams played against a competitive Non, a non-Big Ten school, they lost easily at home. So that's why I'm not I'm not buying it. I, I think a Big Ten school will make it. I agree with you, Connor, you know, that a Big Ten school, whether it's Penn State, Ohio State, or Wisconsin, I'm liking Wisconsin, um, kind of a sleeper. But, yeah, I just don't think a Big Ten school can compete against, you know, whether it's in Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, uh, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I don't, I don't think none of those three Big Ten schools I've been listing can
1: beat any of those seven schools. Um, That's fair. So. I respect the argument. Also, just a annual reminder, when Ohio State won the national championship in 2014, at the time of the first college football playoff rankings, which aren't even out yet, they were ranked 14th. So it okay. doesn't really matter. You don't have to be in the top five to win it right now. That's
2: what obviously. We're That's well, obviously.
0: <laughs> I just think it's kind of hard to
2: count Alabama out. <laughs> I feel like it's crazy that they're just kind of, for a number one seed, they're really flying under the radar. I think, you know what I mean? Like they're not getting a yeah. lot of press this year because, just they because everybody expects them to be at number one.
0: And because the SEC, uh, the SEC is the worst P five school or P five conference right now. They've they've only got, yeah, Alabama, Georgia, and then a decent Auburn team who lost against uh, LSU this week. So yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a kind of how it's always been at least the past couple of years too.
2: You know the yeah, SEC seen has, has not strong been great
0: but you've seen your know, consistency from Florida and Tennessee that have been decent but you look right. at these but you look at the SEC right now and I'm not scared to play anybody in the SEC other than Alabama Georgia and Auburn at, at Auburn I think right now. I mean you look at their their standings you got Kentucky who's five and one surprisingly but against Kentucky not scared of them South Carolina who's bad Florida's not good Tennessee's bad Vandy's really bad Missouri's even worse. And then over here you got A&M, who is they're, – they're a wild card, total wild card. And then LSU, who's all right. Mississippi State, who has been proven to be – they can't compete on the big stage, as we saw in Athens a few weeks ago. Ole Miss is garbage and Arkansas is garbage. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of teams that, you know, usually in most years you'll see them as contenders. Obviously not on the same level as Alabama or, you know, in past few years, Florida. But it's really just Alabama-Georgia – Next tier Auburn and maybe Texas A and M, another tier, no one's there. Another tier you right. got like USC, Junior, Kentucky, Florida, LSU, and then another tier and then another tier another tier and then you have the rest of them. So I mean it, it's it's I love it because I hate the SEC, but mm-hmm. it it makes their conference a lot weaker and I think it, they're the worst P five conference right now. Pac twelve is becoming the, the Pac twelve is becoming bad right now, but. I'm still more scared of USC or Washington State than I am of than I am of,
2: uh, mm-hmm.
0: either of them any of the SEC teams. Yeah. That's fair. So with that, that was our last college football segment. How do we talk about some NFL uh, Falcons are bad, so that's fun to talk about.
2: No, not really. No it, I mean, not bad, just kind of weird. The whole NFL is kind of weird right now. I don't I wouldn't go ahead and say the Falcons are bad. I'm I think sad. that's a little unfair. They lost to the Dolphins today. That's whatever. At home, not a good not yeah, I know. Not a good look. Not a good look. Can't count them out just yet. Um, there's only 16 games in a regular season means a little bit more all, you know, your losses count. But I don't know. I don't think they're a terrible team. I don't know. This NFL is so weird this season. I have no idea who's good and who's bad anymore.
1: Yeah, like the NFL, there's just no way, top to bottom, to understand what's gonna happen four weeks from now, or even eight weeks from now. Like the fact that Aaron Rodgers' injury kind of a big setback for the Packers. The Packers are done for the season. We thought the Steelers were done after last week, but then Big Ben came back this weekend and said the Cowboy can still sling the gun, and you, you just don't really know what the, he did today. Did he I really? hate him. He did. After last week he came out, he said, I don't know if I have it in me anymore. And then today he said the Cowboy can still sling.
2: Incredible. And then next week he throws three interceptions, and it's right back <laughs> to where he was. That's just how it goes. Retiring. Yeah, he yep. breaks his shoulder something. <laughs> something goes on. It's just weird. I don't know. It's, it's so back and forth. It really is. Who would have thought that the Jaguars and the Rams would be probably like the two best teams in the league right now? Or the Chiefs, Chiefs up there too. Like that's such Chiefs, a weird Chiefs, concept. I, I'm still,
0: I'm still, I'm still buying the Chiefs. Um, is my favorite right now because they're. I mean, they're pretty. It's pretty week good. six.
2: Week six. I mean, it's still very, very early. Um, yeah. Tom Brady had only played two games last season, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. At this here's
0: point. Here's my, here's my, um, little hot take. Patriots don't make the Super Bowl. Or do not make the play. Don't make the playoffs. Thanks
1: playoffs. That's kind of a big difference. That's a very big difference. Oh.
0: No, but I mean I mean playoffs. I bold take they do not make the playoffs.
2: So who wins the AFC East? Bills?
0: The Can't Dolphins? Use.
2: Okay, but I'm which there, one? Man. Who 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 wins?
0: The uh, AFC Bills. East Yes, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, the statistically the I Jets. think
1: I think the Patriots make it. I can see them getting beat in the first round. The Jets. But I think that they're just he
2: said the it Jets was a hot always, take. That's a, that's a real the, hot take. The Jets should have beat,
0: like, yeah. the beaten them today. It was a bad call that's like, to refs. Um, the refs. Call the Bucks, fire
1: department hot take. Like, we need to get this fire put out. Yeah, right down that's just
2: ridiculous. Like, I, think <laughs> if you I, I agree them. with you. They don't win the Super Bowl. I think that's fair to say right now. I, I don't even think they make it to the Super Bowl. To say they won't win
0: the AFC East, that's just, I mean, they own the they,
2: AFC East. The AFC East is theirs.
0: No, nah, not this year. The streak ends. Alright, we'll remember
1: this. You will best believe our Twitter may be dead for the next four months.
2: Playoffs but roll in around. December, we'll air out. Playoffs these roll around.
1: Tips. We'll air but
2: out I
0: mean you look at what's going sixteen? Like, six, I think it's been sixteen years that they've won the East. I think two thousand four was the last year. So what's that, fifteen years? So, but you look at them this year. Their only confident win was against the Saints. You know the the Texans. They were just uh, one interception by a rookie quarterback um, to seal the game. The Buccaneers was a weird game that they should have lost uh, because of field goals. And then last uh, Sunday against the Jets, if that call, which was a terrible call on behalf of uh, the refs, that shouldn't have been even called. Patriots sometimes, it's, sometimes
2: York. it's just relative, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the Patriots are not great this year, but the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets are worse. Mm. I, I agree.
0: It's true. I agree.
2: You can't have the greatest quarterback of all time and not make the playoffs.
1: The Jets already have two losses in the division. Miami also has already has division one. loss doesn't in matter, the Division doesn't
0: matter, Connor. Division. Welcome to NFL, where division means nothing. Division games mean nothing at all. But
2: when we're talking about making the playoffs.
1: Div- your division Yeah, matters. then it matters it a lot. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't.
0: If the Bills go 6-0 and 0 in division and then lose the rest of their games, oh, to the games, Oh, I
2: thought you playoff. were just saying – I didn't I didn't understand. I thought you were just saying the divisions don't matter. I thought you were just talking wild card standings and whatnot here, Playoffs.
0: standings. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really all that matters is to say he's the best. Like, if you, like yeah. say, you could go 0-6 in your division, but then win the next 10 games and you're going to win the division. Yeah. Like – that's what I'm saying. Division games don't have a different significance. Where in college, you know, you can go 0 4 at a conference and they go 8 0. So Yeah. I get you.
2: NFL's so weird this season. That's just what it boils down to. Yeah. Really what it boils down to.
0: <clears throat> Gonna hit you with another sport. MLS. Connor and I, big soccer guys. Uh, throughout the duration of the show, Cole's just kind of been some hot takes. Uh it's probably his <laughs> biggest his biggest take, um, was probably preseason in MLS where he predicted the Colorado Rapids would win the MLS Cup. That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen this year. Our, yeah. for, for our non-MLS guys, um, Colorado is last in the league right now. <laughs> so, are uh, second to last in the league.
2: You know, sometimes you just got to go out in a limb. If you shoot for the stars, sometimes you land on the moon. That's what I always say. <laughs> But how
1: about Atlanta United? And so, and sometimes sometimes you end up floating off into space. But <laughs> let's get retroact that. McLean, what's your pick for winning the MLS Cup?
0: Portland Timbers. I'm a big Portland guy. Uh have been for at least four years now. And uh, yeah, I mean they, 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 they've been getting hot the past few weeks. They went on they were on like a six game win streak for a while, and that's what it matters is when you get hot and they're getting hot right now. They got a huge matchup. Next week, they play Vancouver, and the winner of that game wins the Cascadia Cup and wins the first seed in the Western Conference. Um, gets home field advantage through the playoffs. So that's going to be big. And then the East, I mean, you've really got, just got Toronto, and that's it. Um, but I think Portland's experience beats Toronto's inexperience.
1: Connor? You know, McLean, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to go out to the East. I do not think the West is good enough this year to beat the East. And I think, bold take, would love to see it happen. 538 is currently giving it an 11% chance of happening. I want the Atlanta United to come out first season in the league, come out and get the MLS Cup. It would be great for soccer in the south, great for soccer in the city of Atlanta. And I think that they have what it takes. Statistically, when they have all of their top guns firing at the same time, that's you know the of Martinez, uh, Assad, Yaba, Miguel Almiron, when all of them are playing at the same time and all are healthy, they're the best team in the league. I think that stays true. If they can all remain healthy in the playoffs, I think that they win the cup. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, though, for Facts. me,
0: Connor, is um, if he can stay healthy. They've, they've had a problem all throughout the season where they can't all stay healthy, mainly that top three where you got Martinez, um, Almiron, and Villaba. And uh, they can't all stay healthy or maybe they're doing international duty or whatever, <clears throat> but that's going to be the issue for them is staying healthy. And if they get this home field next week, they play Toronto next week, and if they win that game, they'll jump up to number two seed, which would be huge for the city of Atlanta to have a home MLS game. Yeah, for sure. Um, but That would be big. Yeah. Another season that starts off next week is NBA. Cole, take it away. Let's go. Um, it, this NBA
2: season's either going to be awesome and like very, very exciting, or just super boring, and it's just going to be Cavs and Warriors dominating like it always has. I don't think it will be, though. I think we saw a lot of shifting around this offseason, and I think it's going to make it even more exciting. It's going to be a few teams that are kind of the upper ech- echelon of uh, the NBA here, but I think The Celtics are going to give just kind of like how we saw last season. They're not going to be a serious contender for the Cavs, but they're going to stir up a lot of, uh, you know, press and media attention, regular season, early postseason, about can they beat the Cavs? Can they do it? Um, Gordon Hayward's a big addition. Kyrie's a huge addition. Even though they lost Isaiah Thomas, I think – I like Kyrie more than Isaiah Thomas. I think he's a more reliable player. I think Gordon Hayward's probably one of the best defensive players in the league. That's huge for them. Boston Celtics could be the real deal. Um, Sixers are a team to watch out for in the East as well. Um, if they can stay healthy, they've got a lot of pieces there. It's kind of all come together. This could be the pinnacle season for them after you know the suffering of the past couple of years. They could be very good. Cavs are the Cavs. Obviously we've talked about them. I mean, there's not much to say there. They've got everybody who's ever been good on their team. It's what it seems like. It's like when you take all the sliders, on uh, 2k and put them up to 100 and you like draft all your favorite players because you put <laughs> you put your credit card up and just buy a bunch of VC that's what it is that's what the Cavs are in the Western Conference it's crazy too uh, the Warriors are still the Warriors um, they added Nick Young um, offseason could be big uh, still got the same core group of guys though Timberwolves are my sleeper pick for the West um, could be super exciting uh Jimmy Butler's big Andrew Wiggins um, they've got some good players going on there could be it could be exciting to watch now I don't think they'll give you know the the Western Conference finals a a big run there, but they could be awesome too Thunder that'll be interesting um I think this is one that's up for controversy here Russell Westbrook will the addition of good players to his team help or hurt the thunder? He kind of put him on his back last year and made them something. But does Russell Westbrook remember how to play with good players? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, And then the Rockets maybe might hang around. I think this could be the first year that the Spurs aren't great. Hot take. Um, Kawhi's getting injured a lot. They don't really have a lot of other talent on their team. Could be the first year that the Spurs are not good. That's about it. I I agree.
1: I think you you summed it up pretty great. I think Cavs win it.
0: Course you do. Cavs beat the of
1: Warriors, you do. but I mean, I could have told you that two months ago. Could told you that two years ago, still would have been the same pick. Yeah. Go could You Cavs. Have told
2: us that last uh, last May, last June.
1: I could have. Yeah. They last May, wrong. I would have told. Gentlemen. Last sweet. May, I would have said the Cavs were gonna win. You would have been wrong. But then you know, bet. yeah, I would have been, but KD they got demolished. Got me.
2: Demolished.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't get swept. Yeah, they got gentlemen. So gentlemen's one win.
2: Basically swept.
1: Eh. Take away that KD three.
0: I think Houston wins it this year. Very hot take. Bold. You're on. You're, on, you're
1: yeah. spitting some crazy Someone gets stuff. Someone get that man a fire extinguisher. Someone writing up. all these down. Like,
0: <laughs> come on now. I Not money. good. <clears throat> but no, I think I think Houston wins it. I think they got. They still got you know the, the classic Mr. Uh, oh man, what's his name? James James Harden. Harden out there. <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. I, <laughs> I I think they got it together and they got Chris um, Paul this off too.
2: Yeah, so I'm, their, uh, I'm buying.
0: Court.
2: I'm buying them. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I think they they always are making noise in the Western Conference. Um, to say that they're gonna give the Warriors and probably the Thunder like a serious threat, it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch, but you never know. It's we're that's we're we're any we're, given Sunday. Y- yeah, uh, any given any day of the week in the NBA. We're very keen True. on making outrageous predictions nine months before they even matter that's kind of like our thing yeah. it's kind of been our namesake on this podcast
1: because if they come true you'll be hearing this episode again
2: but if not yes. like they're off the website or anything anyway so it's like you'd be able to go back and listen it's kind of a trick we got figured facts. out
0: there. facts facts <laughs> righty, and with that that's gonna be the, the last of our sports content i guess but now being our last episode <clears throat> we thought it'd be nostalgic and ceremonious to look back on some of the best moments in sports (laughs) point history as we as our listeners who are new may not know we launched this october 20th 2016 in the heart of football season right as nba season about to start off right before the cubs won their first world series since since 1908 cole what has been some of your favorite moments in the past year?
2: Ah, man. There's been a lot of good ones. I think um, getting to meet Craig Hodges is awesome. He's a great guy. Not only getting to interview him, but also getting to meet him in person um, was incredible. Knowing, being two steps from Michael Jordan. Also, Craig Hodges was just an outstanding guy. Also, um, going down to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. It's probably a top ten moment. Not only because it was probably the greatest Super Bowl of all time, we got to spend it in an atmosphere that I think otherwise we wouldn't have been in, and I uh, got to meet a guy who's interesting to say the least. Um, yes. It was just a <laughs> fun experience. I think that was very good. I think all of the the, the people and the the connections that we've made through
1: this year, uh,
2: it's been awesome. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff out there. Connor. Connor.
1: All right. Well, I just want to start off by saying thank you boys for being a part of the experience of a lifetime not many kids under the age of 25, 35 let alone being 18 years old can say that they're on a sports podcast but I want to say that one of my uh, favorite experiences was getting denied by elite athletes not getting responses or anything that's always fun good experiences but at the same time being able to one of my favorite episodes the masters episode where we were able to go through and just talk about everything and be able to follow the masters more intently and being able to just follow sports as a whole more intently than we ever did before because you don't really realize how close you are to sports and how much you have to pay attention until you're actually talking about sports on a weekly basis
0: yeah, that was a while ago <laughs> We just let you roll on that one, Connor. Connor Cause, went cause, off on the Masters Yeah, <laughs> Which Masters good, episode
1: guess. may not exist anymore, but my greatest episode of the season. Fact. Yes.
0: <laughs> Fact. <laughs> um, some of mine, I, I agree with Cole that the uh, Super Bowl, going downtown to meet uh, Eric Matthews and that whole environment. At TGI Fridays, the loft at TGI Fridays in, uh, in Duluth was, was sweet. Um, <laughs> also, uh, interviewing Mark Adams, a guy who I had no idea was until we interviewed him and um, really humble guy, uh, great interview as well, Was super knowledgeable, and um, he's a great guy, you know, both on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I bet if we hung out he would be cool with us too if we ever met him, if he wasn't in, uh, Ohio, so Connor might be able to meet him in Dayton, <clears throat> um, so that was really cool. Also, being Craig Hodges was an honor, um, you know, we, yeah. we, he, two-time NBA champion as a player, two-time NBA champion as a coach, um pretty great um they got played with Michael Jordan played around Kobe Bryant some of the greatest players of all time really awesome to have that experience to both interview him and talk to him and then also just you know I think the live streams were super fun um not have didn't have a lot of viewers but it was fun just to be in camera uh so that was sweet and also always getting to talk to y'all for way too long um once a week was sweet um, way too long. Way too long. <laughs> so now, enjoy this little highlight reel of some of the best clips that we've had in the past year. I'm going Clemson now.
1: Do
2: you really think so? You think LeBron's going to leave I think LeBron caps? leaves
1: Cleveland. Uh, big names. Astros have three players in the starting lineup with George Springer, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, who all showed this week against... So,
0: you know, we all know you've played with Michael Jordan. You, you won a couple Michael championships. Play with me, man. Michael play with
1: me. Man. <laughs> that's right. You're
0: there, man. right. That's you're, pe- right. People say I'm it wrong. But
1: then we'll talk about Vanderbilt? 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 I mean, Vanderbilt. this is a team, four twice. Yeah, they beat Florida, that, and that's my point. They beat
0: Florida twice. Weeks now, and we are glad he's returned from all of his business trips. Everything's set. Right. Them. I mean, they, they can. the two quarterbacks combined. For 11 for 21, 150 yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns. The Ales pitching is just so good. It's, it's, okay, Dwight Howard. you think I can go one-on-one against Dwight Howard? Dwight
2: Howard, Howard you would probably
0: to get about 10 points. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you know, the SEC West has been the best conference in football for the past 15 years. Went to Columbus and ended JT Barrett and the uh, Buckeyes. Absolutely my conduct a new sports show based out of Georgia I'm Clay Baxley
1: Cole Ferguson I'm Connor Beale.
0: and we are here to talk sports too Good all right to so uh, again this show uh, on sports Mike conduct was first produced a year ago as all three of us were at different places. Across the state of Georgia and across the nation, uh, with Connor now in Ohio, and we had a vision to start this project. Um, you know, I was going to class and I was like, "Hey, it'd be kind of cool to start a podcast with two of my best friends." And so we did that. And um, we'd just like to thank all of our guests, all of our listeners, all of our viewers and readers. Now we have a blog. Um, a special shout out to Holden Galatis and um, intern Tony. So a lot of people don't know uh, Tony Kesserwani over the summer for. I think every, almost every single live Probably stream right. and every single podcast we did over the summer. Um, the Craig Hodges interview, uh, the Mary Salter, uh, Jane Salter, um, Jane Slater interview. Slater. Um, he was a part of that. Uh, filming and everything. With all Tony Kessarwani, um, from Coming Georgia. Called him Intern Tony. Super great to work with um, over the summer. Kind of died the past few weeks, but... Great to work with him. So, you know, again, thanks to all our guests and listeners. Um, And yeah, so this is uh, for making this journey and experience possible. Um, It's been a year, and (laughs) thank you for that. Um, So, for the final time, uh, this has been McLean Baxley, Cole Ferguson, Connor Beeler. And have a great week, and thank you. Because at the end of the day,
1: music is all we got. (laughs) Music is all we got. Music yeah. is all we got. Oh, no, 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 no. So we might as well give it all we got. Oh, 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 oh. We know, we know.